If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hey, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar with three new stories centering on Nemours associates just like you. So let's get going, starting with Dr. Sarah Gibson from the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. Dr. Gibson is an orthopedist specializing in pediatric sports medicine. She's also a mom to two preschoolers, an accomplished equestrian, and a consultant with the United States Tennis Association. She worked for a general orthopedic group in Fort Lauderdale for two years before, as she puts it, happily refocusing on kids here at Nemours over six years ago. With all that in mind, she finds it easy to relate to the Nemours mission of Your Child, our promise. It's funny, before I was a parent, I obviously treated every child, every patient as though they were my own. But then when you actually have your own children, it kind of takes it to a different level. And it's so much easier to really imagine yourself in, you know, that parent's position. And I have actually been the parent of a of a child who's been here in the hospital. My daughter, Caroline, when she was six months old, was febrile for a week. And at the time, there weren't Nemours pediatricians close to where I live. And so I was going to a non-Nemours pediatrician. They told me it was viral, you know, go home. And it was very frustrating for me. And I knew something was wrong. So, I mean, within two or three hours of being told it's viral by a non-Nemours pediatrician. I put her in my car, drove down to the Nemours emergency department. She was actually admitted to the ICU um, with pyelonephritis, so an infection of her kidneys, a bladder infection that had gone untreated. And it was a great experience from the patient perspective as well. And it's funny because, so I kept my maiden name working. Nobody recognized her as my daughter. So I don't think I got any special treatment because <laughs> no one would say, oh, this is so-and-so Gibson. No, she has a different last name. And Caroline's doing fine Oh, now? she's great. Is there a patient story that sticks with you from the entirety of your career that you can talk a little bit about? This isn't like a happy thing, but the, the three patients that stand out the most to me have been children that have come in with knee pain or leg pain, and it's actually turned out to be cancer. And uh, that is something that's very rare for me to deal with. I kind of picked what I describe as a very muted area of medicine, where I rarely save anyone's life, but I rarely have to deal with devastating diagnoses also. And so those three children, honestly, if you said, are there patients that stand out to you? Are there patients that you remember? I will not tell you their names, but I could. You know, I remember their names. I remember what room I saw them in. Without even closing my eyes, I can see these children. And fortunately, very fortunately, they are all doing remarkably well uh, still. And, you know, they they do come in. And um, even though we're sports, we have to be prepared for a lot of different things causing joint pain. I see a lot of patients kind of cross 
covered with rheumatology um, or with other departments. I see a lot of concussion children and sometimes have to work with neurology. But, you know, just keeping in mind that all things that walk through our doors may not be sports related to. Talk about the trust factor that that it takes to work between those teams. And do you have that trust factor that you can go to rheumatology, cardiology? Absolutely. And it, it's very nice that when there are kind of soft or non-urgent cases that we need to send to a different department, I'd go through the normal chain of command. But, you know, it's nice to having personal relationships with different physicians in so many different specialty areas like we have at Nemours that you can then, if there's a case that you're like, this one really needs to be seen soon, um, you can often contact the physician themselves to, and they'll double book or something to, to get a child in um, if you really feel that there's a need. And then also, for me, working in the Department of Orthopedics, uh, I've got a great relationship with a lot of the radiologists and interventional radiologists so that, you know, if there's ever a, call, a, a read that we're not sure about or something, it's great to just pick up the phone and be able to speak with someone who is trained in pediatric radiology. You know, it's, it's great. What's your favorite part of the work you do from day to day? Without question, it is seeing the patients. Uh, and my least favorite is doing dictations. <laughs> you knew that was going to be the follow-up question. There I you didn't go. know, but it's a really, really unfavorite part. Like, <laughs> Talk about that a little bit. For those who don't know what dictation means in your world, what is that like? You're, you're scrunching your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, so seeing the patients, interacting with the patients, coming up with a diagnosis and a treatment plan, that is all exciting to me. The dictation part is actually a very important part of the patient care. But at times it can feel like you are just regurgitating basically everything that you just came up with and did. But it's documenting um, everything that went on in the whole visit. Um, You know, the symptoms and then your exam and then your differential diagnosis and then your, your treatment plan. But it is important because if they happen to see someone else, you know, then it's someone else can see their record and know what you were thinking, know where you were going, know what's going on with the patient. And so I think good documentation actually is very important as a part of the patient care, but it's not fun. Any Nemours associates that you work with that you want to give a shout out to on the podcast? Too many to name kind of, and I guess I came unprepared for that answer, for that question. So Uh, But that's a good sign because, you know, we've recently been interviewing for some fellowship positions that we have for pediatric orthopedics. And one of the things that a lot of the fellows noticed, and I would say is very true, is that we all work really well together. And the, the strength of, as you'd mentioned, being able to pick up the phone, and even if it's someone, you know, within your department, another orthopedic physician, or if it's someone in a different department in radiology or whatever, it, it is really fantastic to, I don't want to, it is a bit of camaraderie and, and people will never shame you or never act like you are a burden to them because you're calling them with a question. It's a really awesome environment, just an awesome feeling of everyone's working together to give the, the child, the patient, the best care that they can. And so there's never any question about helping each other out. So I think because the whole hospital kind of has that feeling that, yeah, too many to mention for who I'd want to give a shout out to. You were reading my mind. I was going to ask, is that a unique element to Nemours? That com- that camaraderie, that trust, that ability to pick up the phone and say, hey, I need your help. I don't think it's unique to Nemours, but it's rare. 
And so it's really nice that we have it here. And then combined with that feeling of camaraderie and just all being on the same team for the benefit of the child is that um, we have so many different subspecialties here to really get help from and assistance from. So I'm sure there are just a handful of other places in the United States that would have the same thing. Whether their level of camaraderie is the same, I don't know. But what we have here is definitely special. Dr. Sarah Gibson is an orthopedist specializing in pediatric sports medicine with Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. Chances are Dr. Gibson works with our next guest, Mark Milner. He's the Director of Quality, Safety, and Operational Optimization for NCH. What exactly does that mean? What that means is that I address quality issues, safety issues, and work with finance and other operational leaders to make certain that they fit, the ch- any changes fit within the flow of work. The issue is to keep everyone safe and to make certain that the, our performance is as strong and as reliable as it can be, uh, within our, certainly within our resource constraints, but to make things as accurate as they can be measured and as consistent as they can be delivered. For example, we have an initiative to standardize patient handoff. And what that means is when a patient transitions from one provider or one service to another, there's information about that patient's experience and that patient's needs that needs to be exchanged during that handoff. To standardize that process means two things happen. One, the expected information is delivered, and one, the expected information is received, so that sender and receiver both have the same level of expectation for what occurs. It's less likely that something will be omitted or forgotten, but it's it's certainly we are humans and we make mistakes, but the intent is to have that happen as a result of some of the efforts that we've undertaken in the last several months and are continuing we have seen a reduction in the number of gaps that have occurred. Those gaps may result in uh, medication not being administered at the right time or those types of things, but we've seen a reduction in those. So uh, very successful, and we will continue to move this forward until it's embedded throughout the organization. Outcomes are really where we're centered. You know, there is no purpose in adjusting the manner in which we deliver care or the processes that we undertake if it does not impede impact the outcome and really result in a better uh, result for the patient and the family and and a process for our folks too. A nurse by undergraduate training, Mark has received graduate preparation in both business and healthcare administration. He's been with Nemours just over a year, but has 25 years of experience in the quality and safety side of healthcare. Given that amount of time in the field of healthcare, I wanted to know if Mark had any patient stories he wanted to share. It, it, that's a hard one to answer specifically to an individual patient, but I have to share with you probably the most recent patient is the one that sticks with me the most whether that be this week or last week. And last week I did have an experience with a patient and a family, and the interaction was um, there were some concerns on the part of the family that delivery might not have been what they were expecting. Uh, But I have to tell you, the interaction was positive. Uh, I followed up with the department and and the clinicians involved in that delivery of care and the service recovery and the response. And I ran, I just by happenstance ran into that family a few days later in the lobby they couldn't have been happier. So not only, you know, do we do our best every day, but when we miss a mark, 
we recover as strongly as possible. So, uh, you know, we're humans. We make mistakes. Things happen. But we do our best, and it certainly shows. There's something in that story, the idea of being heard, the family being heard. How important was that to maybe the second encounter where they were much more positive about uh, what had happened? I think it's key. That's why it's very important as we make rounds in clinical areas to review processes with our providers and our nurses and others that we address the family, that we make certain the family is both part of that process but also part of the any discussion or review that occurs. We have an initiative underway now to continue to strengthen, for example, bedside reporting so that when we do the handoff that I referenced earlier, at a, most likely at a shift change and those types of things, that the family is part of that discussion. So not only do they hear what's exchanged and the information, but they have the opportunity to provide additional insight and guidance as part of that process. Mark works closely with NCH hospital leadership, including Dr. Jay Deshpande and Jan Genke. Yet when it came time to highlight a fellow associate for demonstrating discretionary effort, Mark cited a person on another team altogether. Probably the person that jumps to mind most is Jordan Guthridge. Uh, Jordan's in education. I've been working with her on a series of processes and projects, and she is consistently ready, available, and up to speed on the moment. And she provides great insight and great support for the process. And uh, she's very pleasant to work with, too. So I'd I'd have to acknowledge her. Always a bonus. Uh, Talk about the culture here at Nemours. You've been in in healthcare a long time. You have worked, it seems like, at at several previous employers. How's the culture different here at Nemours? Well, a couple of things. One, everyone's nice. I mean, everyone is nice all the time. I mean, when, when you're greeted in the hallway and they say, how are you doing today? They actually stop and are ready to engage with you with a conversation about that if you choose. So that's kind of unique in that regard. The other part of it is that this organization is very transparent. Uh, transparent to the point that we review processes routinely and we're very good at reviewing processes that didn't work right. So you might sense that things don't work well, but actually our outcomes are pretty good. So we do very well, but we examine it at the point that we can apply remedy uh, to those things. Any situation that you're involved in where there's an evaluation of of an issue or a process, 97%, 98% of it worked perfectly. It's that 2% that didn't. So let's replicate the 98% that work well. That's our challenge. How do you feel when you leave here after a hard day's work? Well, I feel mentally exhausted at the end of the day, usually. But I'm always excited because every day offers some success. Mark Milner is the Director of Quality, Safety, and Operational Optimization for the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. And we finish up today with a visit to the Busy General Surgery Clinic at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington. That's where Daisha Woolley is a medical assistant and has been for over six years. Her module, the Raspberry Module, can see upward of 150 patients each day over a multitude of specialties and departments, including plastic surgery, transplant, general surgery. There's a bowel management clinic that takes place as well. I also cross-train in ENT. Just how, the, how the, the clinic is situated, ENT is directly next door. So we're able to help one another out 
It's kind of an open face clinic, so to speak. So if ENT is super busy, I can just go directly across and assist with those patients and families and vice versa. So it sounds very busy. What's a typical day like for you? Um, typical day, depending on the providers, you can have as a general surgery, you can have up to at least five or six providers, depending on the day. ENT can have up to four so we do try to make it work as far as keeping organization. Once they get checked in, you know, we, we keep track of appointment times, you know, who is, who's seeing who. We kind of have a color coding system so we know which doctor is associated with which color so we know who's going where. It really is a, a, a team-based department because we really have to, you really have to stay organized, especially on a super busy day when you can see ENT can have 100 patients and we can have 50. So we really have to stay on top of you know, what's going on. So tell me about your team. You really have to stay on top of what's going on. You must work very closely together. Who do you work with? Um, I work with some other medical assistants, as well as the the doctors, physician assistants, nurse practitioners. So uh, name names. I want to hear about some of the, the team folks that you work with directly. Okay. I work with uh, Linda Kinsey, who's been an MA for 16 years. I believe either 15 or 16 years and Wanda Ori, who's been here 17. Um, so those are two of our most seasoned MAs that I've, I've had the pleasure of working with. They're two mentors of mine who I look up to. Um, my first day here, they were both very welcoming. You know, I've taken a lot from them as far as interaction with patients and families, how to communicate. So there's, there's pieces from both of their personality that I've, I've kind of taken and, and made it my own. Wanda and Linda being here as long as they have, they've really adapted the new Moore's way, so to speak, with their everyday encounters with, with patients and families. Nothing's diverted. You know, what you see is what you get. The friendliness, the careness, the listening to what the families have to say when you ask them why they're here. You know, so I think those two people have really been people to emulate on what Nemours stands for. You talked about the Nemours way. Can you put words to that? What is the Nemours way? Treating families as you would your own. You know, a lot of the times, just a simple, if if the doctor is running behind and you have a two-year-old, I've been there. I may not necessarily want to sit in, in an exam room for another 20 minutes versus the waiting area where there's a TV. They can kind of walk around. They're not confined to a room. So just offering, hey, you know, this doctor's running behind. Would you mind sitting in the wait in the exam room if you'd like, or you want to sit in the waiting area where they have a little bit more freedom? And just that little gesture can go a long way. You know, knocking on the door and just giving updates so you're not sitting in the room wondering how much longer it's going to be, you know, what's going on. So I think communication as far as the delays and that type of stuff is huge because things come up. The doctor can be in the OR for an extended period of time, but just that clear communication with the families they really appreciate that because I've I've been there where you don't know what's going on you know I have somewhere to be I got another child to pick up so I think just being relatable approachable the understanding of where families may you know you don't know what some of these families are going through from a day-to-day basis having a sick child and not only worrying about the sick child but worrying about other kids at home just regular everyday life 
So I think the more we show that we're human too, we understand where you're coming from, families really adapt to that. Daisha Woolley is a medical assistant in the Department of General Surgery at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington, Delaware. Many thanks to Daisha, Mark, and Sarah for taking time to talk with me as part of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Peter Adebi, Deborah Griffin, J.L. Puckett, Jackie Williams, and I would love to hear your stories and get your feedback on the podcast. Send your story ideas and feedback to podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. Subscribe to the podcast today on your favorite podcast app or ask your smart speaker to play the Champions for Children podcast. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for being with us on the Nemours Champions for Children podcast.